Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. As we kind of get more down the line of these podcasts, and I'm doing a lot of research investigative, reading articles, and just really trying to connect the dots sometimes in certain situations. And I think probably one of the most eye-opening experiences as I do these podcasts is potentially either A, the level of corruption within our federal government and how high it goes and how much influence rich people truly have within certain environments as it relates to political candidates and or political appointed candidates. And I think a story that is breaking, and it's from the ProPublic, and the ProPublic is titling an article called Clarence Thomas and the Billionaire. And a little background within this podcast, I'll get into this article, but first of all, I just want to give you a little context on who the ProPublic is if you are not um, aware of them. So, I currently have their article pulled, their website, and a lot of this I'll be reading within this podcast and going over it, but the ProPublic is to expose the abuse of power and betrayal of the public trust by government businesses and other institutions, institutions using moral force or investigative journalism to spur or through the spotlight of wrongdoing. ProPublic is an independent nonprofit newsroom that's produced investigative journalism with moral force. We dig deep into important issues, shining lights, and abuse of power, betrayal of public trust. And we stick with these issues as long as it takes to uphold the account. Within a team of more than 100 dedicated journalists, ProPublic covers a range of political topics, including government, criminal justice, environment, educational health care, emergence and technology. We focus on stories with the potential to spur real-world impact among others, change or report and contribute for the pass of new laws, relevant reform policy and practice. So, a watchdog organization that's really set up in order to investigate certain stories, right? I mean, I couldn't really, I can't find, you know, when we look at them and we look at their awards, they've been awarded the Bench Freedom for Information, IR Award, National Magazine Award, Overseas Press Club Award, Forbes Award, Digital Media Award, um, you know, and that was in 2023. They won a lot of different awards, the Great Public Award. Um, from what I see, you know, they indicate that they're independent. Um, so whenever I'm about to tell you the article that they actually published, it's pretty intense stuff. It's an article that is something every American should read. But if you don't have time to read it, I can just give you a summary of it and kind of my thoughts. So whenever we look at this article, Clarence Thomas and the Billionaire. So if you're not familiar with Clarence Thomas, he is actually on the, he's one of the justices. So if you can think about it, obviously the most people probably know this, but there's three branches of government, judicial, I always think of that Dana Carvey um, skit, judicial, every time you say you sound drunk, you have executive and then you have the House and Senate. And these three branches of government are obviously set up to indicate a balance of power. So Clarence Thomas is an American jury who served as associate for the Supreme Court of the United States and was nominated by President George 
W.H. Bush to, su- to succeed Thurgood Marshall and serve since 1991. He's born June 3rd, 1948, and is 74 years old. Okay. His height, just if anyone's knowing, is 5'9". He's from Nebraska. So if we look at his political affiliation, um, registered free, to, um, essentially he is registered as a conservative, and that's what he's been known for, grassroots conservative, passing a lot of different bills, um, you know, and going from there. So, and whenever we look at Clarence Thomas, he is known for his quite solid demeanor during oral arguments and his conservative viewpoints that challenge his other Supreme Court justices like Scully organization. Thomas was born in a small town outside of Georgia, 1948. His father left him, his older sister and mother, um, two years later. So obviously he struggled. Um, he was a single mother left, um, and this kind of impacted his life. You know, later on he would go to school. I think he'd be part of a Catholic school where he'd have a teacher that would really influence him. And that kind of goes into a lot of this case in this story of potential being um, corrupt, if you will, or, you know, take anything you will. So Thomas went to the Holy Cross College, graduated in 1971 with an English literature degree, passed for civil rights, drove in, in a passion for civil rights that drove him to pursue a career in law and attend, attend Yale Harvard School. Okay, so for the mentioning program, offered positions to black student in all-white college years later. Thomas grew up with an with enhanced action, hiring parents with other white colleagues with the credit of his accomplishments, not to hard work and dedication. But to the color of his skin, measure school took, recruiting black students upon graduation. Thomas worked in an office for the Missouri Attorney General after becoming admitted to the Missouri Bar in 19 city, 1974. And in 1971, he'd worked for Senator John C. Dunford as a legislative assistant. After four years working for Dan Ford, he was appointed by Reagan, Thomas as the secure of the civil rights and the de- for the U.S. Department of Education. A year later, Reagan propelled his career even further by appointing chairman of his Equal Opportunity Commission. By this point, Thomas's life is still living with several debts for student loans and issues made worse by accidents, addiction to alcohol. Once Thomas decided no longer to um, afford to drink as he quit, Drinking altogether, Thomas served as an EEC for eight years in 1990 and was nominated for the Supreme Court and District for the Circuit. Alcohol. Okay, this is according to the OYZ site. I don't know what, whenever you get into these stories, you have to really understand that, unfortunately, what you read now could have some type of political something. So I'm just putting it out there. At 43 years old, he was one year of an executive judicial under his belt. Clarence Tomlin was quite young and experienced with George W. Bush. So 43 years old, this man makes the Supreme Court. Now he's 74, serving for almost 30 years as a justice. And keep in mind, his salary is around $284,000 a year. So if we look at the 30 years, do the math real quick. We're looking at about $8.4 million he's been paid to be a Supreme Court justice. So... What is this story all about and why are we going over it? Well, Clarence Thomas and the billionaire. So around this time when he was 43, you kind of saw his career and how he was raised and appointed, pushed through Reagan and then George Bush Sr. Well, he has a relationship with a billionaire from Dallas, Texas. And it's one that has really afforded him an interesting lifestyle. 
So he became friends with this gentleman by the name of Harlan Crow. So Harlan Crow, Crow is in fact a billionaire from Dallas, Texas, has conservative beliefs and is known for his real estate development. He sits on the chairman of Crowman Holding, was founded by his father, Thomas Crow, and is a leader donator to the Republican GOP party. So it's believed that he has worked for the leasing agent of Thomas Crow, the industry for 1974 and 1978. So he comes from some level of old money and managed the Dallas office developing operations from Thelma Crow Company from 1987 to 1966, where he's also president of the hotel. So from there, he's taken that money, development, become a billionaire, invest, and invested a lot through his career within real estate and tied to his relationship with his father. So what is the story? Well, I just wanted to really put that out there so we can get into the context. If you are not following both these gentlemen's lives, you're just hopping into this article. Well, what's happening is this was updated on April 7, 2023 on Friday. This story is hitting this weekend. It's hit Friday and obviously when you get in the news cycle, it's really slow. So in 2019, um, right after the Supreme Court was released, we have Harlan Justin Hop Harlan are harping and bordering a private jet to Indonesia, all right, with his wife where he was going on vacation for nine days around the volcano, riding a yacht, catching fish, and eating food with a private attendant, okay? He was also accompanied by Harlan Crow on this trip, riding a 62-foot yacht himself, um, exceeding over $500,000 for the full trip, and he didn't pay anything Harlan Crow, the billionaire, did. So where this story gets interesting. So Harlan Crow approached the Supreme Court Justice um, Thomas about 30 years ago. And from then they've built the relationship based on this aspect of gift giving. What we really find within this article that the ProPublica kind of created is there is a quite a trail of giving presents, giving trips, giving investments, and even attending the all-male secret society going back to 1872 bohemian grove bohemian grove is this weird thing that actually alex jones in himself cracked that takes place in california where you have all these men coming together and praying to the god olak which is an algal which is al god which is all proven all real so harlan crow himself has been investing and taking family trips with clarence thomas for 30 years and we're looking at a multitude of of different things he's done. And the reason why it's kind of relevant is if you receive any gift over $413, you have to report it. If you ride on a public dress, public jet as a justice, you have to report it. Anything where you could have potential influence. Now, the reason why the Supreme Court justices have this full life tenured is because they are supposed to be the least corrupt organization or group. The majority of the time when we look at corruption with senators, we might see that it's money they need to run their campaign. So they have to make certain relationships with certain lobbyists potentially to have money and funding for their campaign. Whenever you're justice who sits here, you get paid a great sum of 285000 a year. And you're just supposed to completely focus on the lawsuits and everything that has been pushed up to the Supreme Court. Well... That's really not happening. If we're looking at this as a public service kind of thing, and what's really crazy is you have you have him completely accepting all of these gifts, vacationing on um, Crow's property. So Crow has a lot of different properties. He actually has one um, north 
in upstate North New York where it's really elite to get there and they've spent a lot of money and Crow has a whole different group that worked for him and he has this yacht that goes all over the world. But whenever we look at these clubs, what's really interesting is the justice would go there, Thomas, and he's there's actually paintings of him in these lodges. So he has this painting that's actually hanging at the Camp Tobridge's show and Crow, far right, Thomas II, and right smoking cigars at the Peter at one of um, Crow's billionaire lodges. There's actually a painting of him smoking a cigar with other individuals who believed who have influenced the Supreme Court to go more further right. Now, what's so crazy is, you know, if we look at the pricing of these hotels, even at a night, which there's a Rockefeller hotel that is really close to this particular location, you pay $2,500 a night and Supreme Court, Tomlinson hasn't paid anything. He indicates that these are all aspects of gifts and he hasn't disclosed any of it to the ethical community or the, the ethics community that sits on this, the Congress. And what happens within these events is Crow allows a lot of different organizations potentially to have access to Thomas. For an example, there was one event that took place in July of 2017 where he was met by the executive of Verizon, Power, um, Powder Water Cooper, and major Republican donors so you have a lot of these different things happening where you have potential ability to be influenced. Now, the law that could potentially be broken is the fact that he has not disclosed how many times he's ridden on this jet and how many times he's ridden on this yacht. But what's so interesting in certain pictures, t-shirts are actually made for the yacht. And if we look at Supreme Court Thomas, he's wearing multiple of them for different trips. So someone say, why does this matter? Because Thomas is kind of indicating, hey, we're just kind of friends here. We're dear friends. We've known each other. Well, what's happening is there's a conflict of interest because more than likely Crow approached Thomas before he even went to the Supreme Court justice. And you have a lot of gift giving going on that could potentially influence how law is being conducted. And in this case, it could be a conflict of interest. So within this next week, we're probably going to see what's going to happen with the Supreme Court justice. Thomas, it's going to be interesting also to see how very far conservative right news organizations cover this because he's really responsible for a lot of the movement and he has a lot of conservative beliefs, which, you know, with this level of corruption, I think it should be reported because, you know, is he going to stand down as a result of this or is he going to stay on? I think that's what's going to be really, really interesting. Now, ProPublica did a great job of giving this article. It's really a bombshell and it's quiet, but I'm sure first thing next week, we're going to see a lot of different indicators for this unorthodox relationship because there's nothing ever been a relationship like this for any Supreme Court justice who's received so much from a billionaire. So that's probably the big takeaway from it, that this is the first time in history you've ever seen this. And there's much more to get to, and I'd say go read the article, and I'll post it in the link below. But uh, And I just want to go ahead and say go follow me on Instagram, you know, Master of None, and please give me any, any information, and we'll get back to you tomorrow.